0: Hi, welcome, friends. You're here with Eliza and Christine, your hosts of Becoming Multidimensional. We are going to bring you on a journey with us to expand out into our multidimensional nature, and I'm going to let Eliza talk for a minute about our multidimensional nature, and we'll get into it. So, hi, everyone. I'm Eliza, Um, and I feel
1: really passionate about this topic because I am someone who has literally tried everything under the sun um, to, I guess, I mean, find myself, but also heal myself, but also just live like a very balanced, happy, normal life. Um, I think we think that that's, you know, like everyone has that or that's available to some people and not to other people based on your circumstances or, you know, your life events. Um, And just from my earliest memories, I always suffered from different ailments, like anxiety and depression. And I was just overwhelmed all the time. (laughs) Um, And so naturally growing up in Los Angeles, my parents were like therapy. Um, And I love therapy. I think therapy is great. But it didn't answer all of my questions and it certainly didn't give me the tools um, in order to just like be. Uh, so I feel that becoming is is also being and through my own quest to find balance, um, I've kind of journeyed all over the world, studied all sorts of different things, accidentally become like an international channel- channeler. Um, and so I, I met Christine and i really feel like we're here to talk about our journeys, to talk about things that have really changed our lives and given us life. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where we're starting.
0: Yeah, we'll start there. So Eliza and I met a couple years ago. We were both drawn to go to the Arthur Family College, which is essentially Hogwarts. They don't like it being referred that way, but it's this sort of magical school in the countryside in England. And you go there to develop into your psychic mediumship abilities. So some people start having awarenesses or knowings, and they don't quite know what to do with it. And so if you're lucky enough to get to hear about the Arthur Finley College, if you've had those experiences, it helps you to develop. It helps you to understand what it is, expand into Um, becoming part of this world and so it was my first time at the arthur finley college and it was eliza's first time and we just met and connected she's such a beautiful being we have this i'm 52 eliza's 27 we have these very different um, experiences but when you meet someone who is soul to soul age really doesn't have any meaning. And I know Eliza is sort of a, a timeless person. She has friends from all walks of life, all ages, and she's able to just navigate, um, pretty much any situation with just so much grace. Um, so my personal journey is I had a lot of really, um, transcendent experiences starting when I was very young. I didn't remember all of them, um, snippets come back in and you may have that same experience of a, a glimpse or a memory. And sometimes we sort of lose the, the it's not at the front of our mind. We don't have those experiences right at the forefront, but they're still within us. We still have this knowing and you may have that knowing. And as you allow those memories, allow those, um, Connections that you may have had with being multidimensional from childhood, it helps you expand into it more. And so what Eliza and I thought we would do today is to one, explain the whys. Why are you even interested in becoming multidimensional? How does it help you in this life? Because this is a very important dimension, obviously, living a really joyful, clear, free, happy life in this body on the planet right now. You're here for a reason. So why would you even want to tap into something that is larger than yourself, that is, um, that is yourself also in these expanded ways? And so we have a lot of answers why we think you would. Now, I feel really strongly, and I think Eliza does too, about anything that we say to you, take what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. Yeah. We're not here to convince you, to proselytize you, anything along those lines. We're here to share our experiences, what is very real for us in our world, bring on guests who have experiences that for them are very real. But again, you always have to use your discernment and decide if it feels right for you. So you can listen to it like a story, um, be curious about it. Um, you know, or you're like that, yeah, that feels right to me. I'm, I'm going to try that. I'm going to, I'm going to use that. I'm going to, I'm going to try that on for a while and see how it feels. So we just ask you have an open mind and an open heart, um, while you journey with us. And, um, I think you'll find out some really new information that hasn't been talked about yet. So we're going to share some stories today of our own multidimensionality. And, um, just as a little sort of teaser of, what has happened for us in our lives that show us that this is reality for us. So Eliza, do you wanna kick off maybe telling a story or two about your experiences with being multidimensional? First of all, I just loved everything you said.
1: Um, and I wanna to talk too about that we're gonna be doing some like activations, meditations. Mm-hmm. So you can also you know, um, get in on those, um, again, if it resonates. And we'll talk about discernment as well, because that is one of the most important things like on the planet, but especially like in your spiritual walk, um, because not everything is for everyone. And yeah. that's, what's so beautiful, right? We're all individual. And yet we're all part of this collective consciousness. Um, I would love to talk about my multidimensionality. And for me, so you talked about the Arthur Friendly college a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do believe that everyone is quote unquote psychic and everyone has quote unquote mediumship abilities. And it's just really where your energy is focused and what kind of turns you on, so to speak. Um, Going back to my childhood, I had some very key experiences. Um, Now I look at them differently as when I did when I was little, but starting when I was really little, I would naturally – kind of to combat all of the like anxious feelings that I felt, I would spend a lot of time outside. And when I was outside, I would be like kicking a soccer ball around, playing handball, but I would be talking to people in my mind and I would see people and they would tell me stories and they made me feel very at peace. And it was a very distinct feeling that I didn't have in my normal life. So it became quite addicting to me. I yeah. would be outside every day for hours and hours and hours. And I think my parents were so happy that I wasn't like glued to the TV or glued to the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was this feeling of like being with spirit that the rest of my life was was without. So I would spend a lot of time. I'd be hearing stories. I'd be talking to them. And I just thought, you know, I have such an active imagination and... Right. Um, that's really what it was, but I was in a channeling state. And so with that open energy, when I would come back into my parents' house, I would see this man in the house. And when I say see, I would see in the physical, but it wasn't like I would see you or me. It almost looked like a projection of a man on a hologram. So it's like, I see him physically, but it's um, a little bit distorted. And um, it would always startle me. I was like, oh my God. And I kind of would like shut my eyes and think, go away. And then he would disappear. And, but eventually I was kind of curious because I was like, maybe I'm imagining this. Maybe I'm not like, this is just kind of interesting. Maybe everyone sees this. Maybe this is a shadow. Like, I don't know. So I came into the house one day and I don't really remember how old I was. I was maybe like six, seven, eight. Mm -hmm. And I thought, who are you and what are you doing in this house, (laughs) in my house? Yeah. And I just had this overwhelming knowing and feeling that this man was my grandfather. And it was like this guttural knowing. Right. And um, a little bit of background, my dad's father passed away when my dad was young. Um, it was quite traumatic for my father. He never really talked about it. He didn't really show us pictures. Um. So this man was kind of like a stranger to me and yet like the most familiar. He felt so familiar. Yeah. So me being a little detective, I was like, dad, can I see a picture of your dad? And he showed me and it was the same energy. So Mm -hmm. it was the same essence. It was the same energy. And I knew at that point that um, this was my grandfather and that he was around the house and he was with my dad and he was with me. And so that was a very foundational experience. And again, I didn't really know what a medium was or what the spirit world was. Right it just enabled me with a level of comfort that I was seeking in life. And um, it really started this journey of him teaching me things about energy and emotions and processing and the spirit world and what they're here to do for us. And anyways, my journey's a lot longer. There's a lot of bumps and cruises.
0: So can I ask a question? Because I think this is sort of a really um, important piece of your journey. Um, I know that there came to be a point when you were, you were talking to people that that became a concern for your parents. Right. So maybe a little bit, as much as you feel like sharing about that, that bit of your journey. Yeah. So
1: initially I would say things to my parents, like, you know, grandpa's with the, you know, he's with Uh, us and and that was like, cool. They were like, okay, yeah, sure. They could co-sign that. Um, Mm -hmm. But then I feel, and again, my memory is a little bit spotty, right. but um, I believe because I, children are very open. So mm-hmm. I feel that I was just really, really, really open. So mm-hmm. I was also open to dark, like, denser, more uh, right. difficult energies, Yeah. which is probably why I suffered from such severe anxiety, panic, depression, because I was just picking up on all of this yeah. energy in, you know, I grew up in a city um, and I had no way of understanding how to filter things out. So at some point at a very young age, I started saying probably really concerning things Okay, and no one yeah. in my family had any sort of background. So naturally they were like, let's take her to a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like there were some like dark things that I would hear. Um, and I would communicate this to my parents. And ultimately, um, the doctors were like, she just needs to be medicated. And so they put me on quite a strong dose of anti-depression medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was nine, so I was really young, oh, and yeah. the dose was like absurdly high too. But again, my parents just wanted to do what was best for me.
0: They were trying to help you, they would do the best they knew with what they had, right? 1000%.
1: Yeah. And no one in my family, um, they all come from a very like academic medical background, Western right. medical background, yeah. Um, even though they're very open minded, and now you know. They through through my journey are now super open minded, but um, they didn't have the tools to understand like what was going on. So I was medicated for my entire childhood, Mm -hmm. pretty strongly, yeah, um, multiple medications, and I was it it really like dulled the energy that I was taking in. So it it numbed me. Um, I was able to live like a pretty normal life. I you know, played sports. I did well in school. I had friends, but,
0: um, and you were pers- able to get into NYU. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, you were still doing pretty
1: well. Yeah. And, but my personality went away, which honestly actually enabled me to do better socially because prior to that, I was a very strange child and kids definitely like, didn't understand me. Um, but on the medication suddenly I was like, cool. And I had friends. So, overall, like I absolutely am grateful for it. And I think that it saved my life because it just kind of put me on pause until my soul was ready to understand what I really came to the planet to do.
0: I just love what you said so much. You can celebrate it. Yes, it was difficult, right? That's a a bumpy hard road, but it all sort of unfolded exactly as it was supposed to in your unfolding. Yeah, right. that's a beautiful way. That's a beautiful way to look at it. Not like, oh, poor me, this happened to me. But no, this was happened not to me, but for me, for me, and for you. My
1: parents are both very intuitive, low key, mm-hmm. and so I feel like they intuitively got that message of like she maybe couldn't handle all of this energy, um, so right. let's just put her on pause until she can. Yeah, and I was so during that time period, I still would like, you know, my friends from high school will tell you that I used to like prof give prophecies and i'm now i'm like oh my god eliza what were you doing but on the school bus i'd be like oh you're gonna do this this and this and low keys a lot of it happened um which is kind of nuts but again i feel that we can all tune into our own uh timelines and frequency so i'm not saying i can do something that no one else can do literally i'm here to tell everyone that everyone can do that yeah Uh, it's just about where you focus your energy yeah so then um I was always very drawn to the occult and like yeah. esoteric information. So even though I was on pause, I was very um, drawn and curious towards this world. Um, and then, um, you know, I I met some people that changed my life. And those are the clip notes. Got off the medication. I got the downloads to get off of it. And all of these abilities just kind of blew my door down and I accidentally started doing this for work and I'm so grateful because spirit has saved my life and really given me life and that is something that medication never did and right. um, not and again listen medication is life-saving I yeah. am never here to say don't take medication but right. a lot of people need it yeah I probably needed it for those years but right. I'm also here to say that like we, have this multi-dimensionality and we can give ourselves the life that we seek. Um So everything that I will be speaking about is like not to look outside of yourself, but to look in yourself and look outside of self of yourself for tools that you can reflect back into yourself because we are our own saviors. And
0: anyways, that's, that's a yeah, little. I love that. I, I just, I love your story so much. And I know that there are aspects of your story. This again, this is the cliffness of your story. I think we'll do deeper dives down the road. But this is the why, like the why of the becoming multidimensional is that um, I believe that sort of as you expand out, then it as you expand and open into this multidimensionality, then it sort of lets the light in a little bit. Mm-hmm. The light comes in, and as the light comes in, you're able to see more clearly the programs, the patterns, the hurts, the beliefs that are held that I think those, those hurts, those old programs that can get crystallized almost not, not literally, but this like the body keeps score is a the book, the book by Bessel van der Koff is a really great description of this, but these emotions that become trapped within your physical, emotional, energetic body can often be the root cause of disease. So if you can open up and shine the light in a little bit where you have clarity as to what, even what those things are, you can name them, you can see them, then you can work to clear them, release them. And so by becoming more multidimensional, you become freer in this physical body. You have this sense of, of openness, of clarity, of, of being clear and it. That helps to dissolve these the constructs that we build in our mind. This this framework that can become so rigid, it begins to dissolve the, those barriers that we've built to just become more and more open, more and more free, more and more clear. And that's the why of stepping into this multidimensionality of your nature. And clearly, you can see with Eliza's story how that so beautifully happened for her. She didn't understand what she was doing. It was a byproduct of 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 expansion. I
1: love that so much. You just, what you're saying is just inspired my, I feel like I got just a spirit download in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I want to dive into your journey because your journey is so interesting and so powerful. And I feel like it's really why we connect on such a deep level. Um, But one of my favorite things that I always say is like, we, we are, we come from the source, right? We're everything we've lived so many lives. We've been in so many different energies. So it's really not about like learning for the first time. It's all about remembering and connecting back into, um, and part of our journey is like, we come into this life and we feel almost divorced from our innate being, which is just being connected to source and everything. Yeah. Um. And we come in and we have, we form all these attachments and all of these different things based on our circumstances. Uh So connecting back into the source, which is really what I believe multidimensionality is releases us from all of the strongholds that corrupt our lives. I love that.
0: I love that. I and love that. That's a quote. That's going to be a quote.
1: When I, when I, when I channel, as Christine knows, I never remember what the heck I say because Spirit just speaks through me. Um, so I always am asking my clients, "Wait, did that make
0: sense to you?"
1: And they like, "Yes, it did." I'm like, "Thank God," because I don't remember what I said, yeah. and I and I never know if it is me just speaking in gibberish. But
0: because um, you're kind of stepped aside, quite honestly, and I think that happens, you're really just allowing this flow to happen. So part of Eliza is a little bit stepped aside almost. Yeah. Um, anyways,
1: Christine, okay. please take the floor and, and speak about your journey and what led you to where you're at now with um, your multidimensionality.
0: So, yeah. And I think, what I'll, I think stories are always fun to hear. The stories of things that have happened to you, stories that you haven't heard that that touch on, that dance with the mystical and the divine. So I'll just tell a couple stories and this is just, hello. This is just a few for Eliza and I each, we have a lot of stories, but, um, so a couple of the stories that let me know for me that, that we are so that there are so much more happening in the unseen world around us. Um, again, like Eliza, I had conversations with my great grandfather who would have been my, my grandmother's father. And I remember the same as you, I'd be walking outside and having these conversations in my head, little, young, about the same age, maybe five, six, seven. Um, and about that age for me, my parents, a little bit younger than that went through a divorce. They were very young. And so, um, I I think I was in my own little world a lot. And I just had these beautiful, comforting conversations with this great grandfather. Um, And then I remember about that same time, um, I would get really excited to go to bed. And I didn't remember this for a while. The reason I would get excited to go to bed was because I would play this game where I would get up out of my body. And we had this staircase and it had a landing, which I can't even imagine that it like today, the house would never be built like this because it was a stairwell, no banister, just this like platform next to the stairs. So I would get up out of my body. I would run up the stairs run out on this platform and jump down and float down the stairs. And I would just, I would get so excited to go to bed because I could play the game and the game was to run up the stairs and float down. Or I would like be told to go to bed and I would get up and follow people around the house to see what they were doing. I was like, Oh, fine. You can tell me to go to bed, but I'm going to get up anyhow. Um, So I had those little experiences when I was young. Um, I ended up moving to Japan when I was in second grade was really traumatic for me to go to Japan because, um, I had to leave my mom and I was so, so sad. I just was cried the whole way there. And I was not, um, I didn't grow up in a religious family at all. Um, um, you know, I'm obviously very spiritual, but that wasn't part of our, um, our, our child or upbringing was spirituality or religion. And I remember I would lay in bed and I would have these, I would have these conversations with and he told me his name was Jesus. Um, I would say now I would talking more about the Christ consciousness. Um, but it was, it was this time in my life when I felt very upset, very scared, very, it's a very traumatizing thing to like be young and be separated. Like being in Japan where I lived in San Francisco felt like being on another planet. And, um, so these conversations brought me, it really soothed me and calmed me. And, um, you know, they sort of faded after a while, um, but I ended up having this beautiful experience in Japan. And it was sort of this this these conversations that helped me to be okay there. Um now I'm gonna fast forward to a story. Um so my grandmother, um, my nene, this is about twenty five years ago about, um, I she was like a walking angel. I never heard her say a bad thing about anybody. And I was living in Salt Lake City, and she was in Palm Springs, California. And it was Christmas time, and I got a message that she had had a heart issue and was in the hospital and was serious. And so I immediately jumped on a plane. First night, I um, stayed in the hospital with her, and it was sort of uneventful, but she wasn't doing well. We didn't really, no one really knew what was going on with her. The second night, it was three in the morning. And They kept on having to put a new IV in her arm and it was clearly very painful. They was like over and over again, she was really suffering. I could see she was in pain and I stayed with her until um, she was back to sleep. And I walked out of the room and I thought I was going to throw up. I was, it was so upsetting for me to see this just beautiful woman be in so much pain. And I hadn't noticed, but down the hall there was a chapel. And again, I'm not religious, but I would have done anything. So, I was called, I just walked three in the morning, walked in, no one's there, into this chapel. And I get down on this pew and I pull the little stool thing down. I'm kneeling, my hands are in prayer position and I have just the most earnest prayer. And it is either heal her or take her now, but don't let her suffer. I was, I was willing to give her up, like, but I, I just couldn't watch her suffer. And it was over this mantra over and over in my head: heal her or or take her, essentially. And all of a sudden, my mind's eye opened up. And so I'm on the left side of these pews. There's the aisle down the middle, and then the right side. And I see sitting on the other side um, in it on the bench, sitting on the bench. I was kneeling on the pew. He was sitting on a bench. This beautiful man in orange robes. And I was I was really surprised to see this this figure there and I thought, oh, I'm just I'm making I wasn't thinking about anything spiritual, right? And I thought, oh, I must be making you up. Like I don't know where you're coming from. And then in my mind's eye, I see him walk over to where I am and he kicked my pew. And physically the whole pew shook. And I sat up and I went, okay, I believe you're there. And then all of a sudden I could feel this beautiful being Enveloped me, wrapped himself around me, again, remember I'm sitting in, in prayer and the most incredible feeling of, of peace that I've ever felt. And it's beautiful because I can now tap back into it because once you feel it, then you can go back there. The sense of peace and whatever happened, it was all going to be okay. It didn't matter. I wasn't worried about what the outcome was. It was because I knew no matter what happened, it was okay. And I knew, um, After I just sat there just basking in this sense of peace and this being's energy. And I knew if I opened my eyes, I would see his hands of light around my eyes or my hands. So I opened my eyes and these giant, beautiful hands were just wrapped around me. And I just sat there in awe of looking at this light being with my eyes open with me. The next day, she was suddenly fine and released from the hospital. And that's just one story that shows me, for me, is my experience that we're not alone. We have this beautiful system of support and love and care. And so that is just one of the stories that for me is undeniable. um, And that I have a knowing within myself. And that brings me so much comfort.
1: Um, I just want to add something because that is so beautiful. And this is why I love spirit, right? Because we never really know what we're going to talk about, why we're going to talk about it. We kind of have like a loose idea. Yeah. And there's been this through line of our talk today, our share today Mm -hmm. um, about the spirit world. And, and what I really feel is important to speak about because we know, right, what the spirit world is here to help us to do. And that's really just to support us. Like in your story, you, whether consciously or subconsciously needed that support and that like deep knowing because your grandmother was such a significant person in your life. Yeah. Um, And, and I feel too, like there's so much misconception around what they're here to do, why they're here to do it. The spirit world is never here to chastise us. They're never here to tell us this is right. This is wrong. They're literally here to feed us that, um, like, tether, that umbilical cord of unconditional love and support. Yeah. And even if you make decisions outside of yourself, right? So you act in, like, against yourself, mm-hmm. like we want to label as negative. Right. Um, but the spirit world doesn't. They're literally just this, like, open armed, community of unconditional love. And so that's what that being showed you in that moment. And that is so powerful for us to feel because once you feel unconditional love, like you said, you can go back to that and you don't want to act outside of yourself. So you want to make quote unquote better choices right? um, because you know that you are loved, that you are deserving of love and that you have it available to you. All the time. Even if you grew up in a difficult circumstance or you've had really hard, difficult things happen to you in your life, um, that is available for you for healing. It's not only available to people that have acted a certain way or come from a certain background And I just also want to add, too, that we're talking about spirituality, we're talking about religion in some cases, Mm -hmm. and I know you feel the same way as me, but this is just a very inclusive space. We all come from religious backgrounds, spiritual backgrounds, different practices, but we're all just trying to use our human brains and words to explain something that is beyond us. Yeah. And so I don't care how you want to explain it, if you really resonate with a certain Background or concept—that's totally okay. You're accepted here. We love you, and want you here. You belong here. We want to hear. We want to hear about what um, sparks your spirit and what your connection is. Um, And I feel that we're just in the same energy as like we're we are coming from just that love consciousness, and you can assign it to whatever belief you know you are a part of. That's okay.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's beautiful. Any of the areas where you feel that support, where you feel love, where you feel connection is is such a beautiful thing. And you shouldn't turn your back on that. That should there's it's that. And it's not or from in in my opinion, we
1: love it. An and we love it. An and.
0: and um and I do, I, I, so I'd love to, I don't want to lose this thought. You were talking about um, spirit doesn't show up to support you if you did these certain things. My personal experience with spirit is very non judgmental, that there's not a right and wrong, a good and bad. It's so much more elevated than, than, than good and bad. And their perspective is so much, um, is so much broader. They see it in such a different way that they're not judging you. You, if you have done something bad, you've done something wrong, you've treated someone poorly. It's not that, well, you're shut off now and you're, you've shut yourself off. That's not, that's not them shutting you off. Their, their door is always open.
1: And at the end of the day, I feel that spirit believes everything is for us ultimately because Mm the assignments of good and bad are human assignments so yeah. even if you make a choice that is outside of yourself, which most of us have, yeah, I think probably everyone has at some point, in varying degrees. Point. Um, even if you make that choice, there is learning there, right? So that yeah. is expand expanding in some way. You know, we're obviously here to say make good choices and make choices that are in your highest light and in your highest right. good and for you and for humanity and for all people. Um, but if you don't, because we are human, and I've certainly made some interesting choices in my life, um, yep. that's okay. And and there is just really divine learning in that. And so that's what I feel spirit is here to do is they're here to shine a light on how everything is of a benefit to us. And that's really why we can, we can dive into the conversation of like, what the F are we doing here um, on mm-hmm. earth? in this time period, which Christine and I love having these conversations. So I'm sure we'll dive into that. We'll dive into past lives. We'll dive into, you know, what our soul's purposes are, um, et cetera, et cetera. And just a caveat, we're not here to tell you that we have all the answers. We're just here to share what our experience with these really important questions have been. Yeah.
0: We're more like tour guides, I would say that we're like multidimensional tour guides. We don't, we don't know all the nooks and crannies. We're here to learn right along with you. Um, You're never like in this journey. If you feel like you have arrived, go do something different because life is about expansion. And so I know for me every day, I'm shifting, expanding, becoming a different version of myself. I'm always looking to how do I want to, what am I growing towards? Um, I don't ever feel like I'm there. And I think if once I feel like I'm there, it's probably it, right? 100%. Um,
1: I kind of feel like, I know we have so many topics, but I kind of feel like this is just like a bang and we should just, okay. we should end our first episode there. What do you think?
0: I think this was a great first start, um, a teaser into some of the topics. Um, We would love to, we want this to be very inclusive. And so if there are topics that you want to learn about, if there you have questions for us, we really want um, this to be a community. And if you have something that you really want to share, you have a multidimensional story, text us, direct message us. Um, We'd love to hear about it. Maybe have you on the show. Um, We're really excited about connecting with you and hearing your story and answering your questions. Absolutely. Um, so yay. Good job,
1: everyone. Yay. Uh, thank yes, spirit. Thanks for
0: sticking with us for this topic. We have, we have so many topics to come. We're so excited to see you the next time. Okay. Eliza, thank oh, you. I'm going to hit stop now. Okay. I'm going to hit stop.